Welcome back, my friends, to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Wilk of Wilksworld.com, and I am so incredibly grateful that you are taking the time to join me for another powerful DTH episode. Friends, at the D-Rate the Hate podcast, it's all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. See, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. That all starts with gratitude and personal accountability. We cannot control everything that happens to us in life, but we can control how we react to it. How we act, how we react, no matter what happens to us, how we react to it makes the difference. Friends, there is only one good thing about a bad attitude, and that is that we have the ability as individuals to change it. Here on the DTH Podcast, we strive to bring you great guests and provide tools to do just that. Please be sure to share it with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't done so. Ratings and feedback are always greatly appreciated. And with that, let's get to this week's episode. Friends, you have heard me say it before, but sometimes that goal is not the prize that you thought it was after you've attained it. Now, my guest this week, Kevin Palmieri, who is the founder and co-host of Next Level University and the Next Level Podcast, found that after hitting his goal of a six-figure income, realized that there had to be more. He had the car, he had the money, he had what he believed was the American dream. It took getting it all to realize that what matters most is your thoughts, and that's how Next Level University was born. Now, Kevin's own story is one of obtaining his goal, but realizing that it did not bring the fulfillment that he thought it would bring. In fact, it was quite the opposite. So it took walking away from that life and finding a whole new focus to find his real purpose. In this great DTH conversation, Kevin and I talk about consistency, good habits, reflecting on who we truly are as individuals, and how far too often people focus on finding fulfillment in external results rather than looking inward at our own thoughts. So be sure to listen in and find out how to level up your thinking with next level thinking with my guest, Kevin Palmieri. Here we go. Kevin Palmieri, thanks for joining the D-Rate the Hate podcast, man. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. On a Saturday, you and I talking deep. I love it. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to see you. It's uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've been looking at your stuff. I, I, you've got some very inspiring stuff out there. You started with your own struggle, and I, I want you to talk a little bit about that struggle. But the real thing is, is, is I want to talk about how you have now uh, turned what used to be a struggle, what used to be uh, basically, a, you know, kind of a miserable existence, into something that is now an incredible existence and something where you are helping people to better their lives day in, day out through consistency, through better habits and things like that. So let's start off, Kevin. Tell me about your story. Tell me about your struggle. Where did this start and what what kind of got this whole thing with, you know, the, the next level thinking, the next level university? How did that get started for you, Kevin? Yeah, I again, my childhood was like fairly normal. I grew up raised by my mom and my grandmother. So I didn't know my dad. And I guess to me that was normal. So it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Childhood otherwise was was pretty average. I realized pretty early in life that I didn't want to go the the route that most other people were going. So I knew I didn't want to go to college. 
So after high school, I just started working odd jobs and I just said, look, I'm going to just do this job thing and try to figure it out. And I job hopped from job to job to job to job. And I eventually got this very unique opportunity in the weatherization industry. All that means is we would work inside of state-owned buildings to make them more energy efficient. So we would go into schools and we'd work in the attics. We would work on the doors. We'd work on the windows. That's what I did in a nutshell. Now, the beautiful thing about that is I get paid a lot of money to do it because since we're working for the state, you get a rate that the state dictates. So it was anywhere from 60 to $120 an hour, depending on where I was working. I basically got paid as a union carpenter, which was yeah. awesome, right? Pretty I'm good 20- stretch. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm 25. I have no college degree. I feel like I got lucky getting this job and I'm making a good amount of money. So if you looked at me when I was 25, you would see somebody who had a high paying job. I had a sports car. I had a new apartment. I had just done a bodybuilding show. So I quite literally had the body of my dreams. My girlfriend at the time was a model. By all outside standards, I'm crushing it. The truth is I wasn't very happy. I definitely wasn't fulfilled. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I didn't feel very passionate about life. I just... I wasn't excited. I didn't have an exciting life. I wasn't excited for the future. One day, my girlfriend ended up coming to me and and telling me that she wanted to chase her dreams. She said, I want to move from the East Coast to the West Coast. I want to go live in California and chase my dreams. And I was so scarce. I was so afraid. I was so insecure that I told her no. And I gave her every reason in the world why she shouldn't do it. She ended up leaving me, which is the exact right thing. That's exactly what she should have done. But when she left me, I had this moment of, number one, who's going to love me? Number two, am I broken for thinking the way I'm thinking? And number three, what do I do about this? The problem is I, I got a new level of awareness of, okay, there's definitely some things in terms of insecurities and fear and scarcity holding you back. The problem, though, is I focused more on money. I, I assumed that money would fix the problems. I don't know why. I just said, well, maybe I haven't made enough money yet. That's probably the problem. So the next year, I said, I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life. That is my goal. The beginning of the year, I got a promotion. So I was a foreman, which meant I started every job. I oversaw the job. And then at the end of the job, I was the one there to do like the punch list items and all that. So I was working a lot of hours. And most of our contracts were on the road. So I lived in New Hampshire at the time. Most of our contracts were in New Jersey, which is like a six-hour ride, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia. There was a lot of travel. So if you fast forward to the end of that year, I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. Every single week, living in hotels, not the nice kind, uh, staying up for days on end, working out in different gyms, working different shifts, not sleeping. It just wasn't good. Mm -hmm. But- That was directly in alignment with the goal that I set. I I wanted to make as much money as humanly possible, and I knew that's what it was going to take. I got my final pay stub of the year. I was standing at my kitchen table. I I peeled it open, and I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. But much like when my girlfriend left me, I realized that I put a lot of my internal fulfillment and joy in external results. And I realized that definitely for that year, And for most of my life, I had lived unconsciously, just kind of going through the motions, just going with the flow. I didn't have anything by design. So I thought, okay, if I'm living unconsciously, what's the opposite of unconscious? The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. And that's where all this started for me. 
And quite literally, I fell in love with podcasting and I fell out of love with my job because I didn't want to travel anymore. I didn't care about the money. I didn't want to be on the road and staying in hotels and not sleeping. I just wanted a normal existence and a normal life. So I start calling out of, out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I'm showing up late. I just don't care. I'm not the good employee I once was. You're no and, longer employable. <laughs> I'm not employable. No, no, I'm not a pleasure to, to have at your company anymore. And eventually it got to the point where I would have to be in New Jersey at 7 a.m. on Monday to start, start the day, start the work week. I would sleep in my bed from 9 p.m. until midnight, and then I would get up and drive six hours, seven hours to the job site. And then I'd yeah. work an eight-hour day, and then I would go to the gym. I just needed another night at home. I couldn't be on the road anymore. I was just so sick of it. And eventually, it got to the point where I woke up in a hotel room in New Jersey. My alarm went off at probably 5.15 in the morning. I sat up. I slid to the edge of the bed, and I was lacing up my work boots. I'd done this a thousand times. No, no different. I've done this so many times. But... That morning, it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head and every single one was on a different station. And one is saying, you're stuck here forever. I know you're unhappy. I know you don't want to be here, but this is the best you're going to do. So deal with it. If you do have the courage to leave, what are your friends going to think? You make more money than any of your friends. They all look up to you. There's some ego there. What is your family going to think? You make more money than anybody in your family. They all look up to you. And do you really think you're going to do this podcast thing full time? Is that really what you think your life is going to look like in the future? And in that moment, I felt like if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. One of the things I always talk about is the importance of the people around you. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I started feeling that way, when I was having these thoughts, I didn't know what to do. I knew that there were people in my life that I could text and talk to. So I ended up texting my my business partner, who was just my mentor at the time and a friend. And I said, Alan, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm having these dark thoughts. I'm feeling hopeless. I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling helpless. I don't know what to do. And in his wisdom, he said, Kev, so much has changed for you over the last few years, but your environments are the same. I think it's time for you to change your environments. So three or four months later, I ended up leaving my job and then starting the journey of a very, very broke entrepreneur trying to figure out this podcast thing. And I will be honest and, and transparent. The beginning of growing this thing, the first three years, particularly three and a half, they were the most challenging years of my life. Bar none, not close, way harder than the travel, way harder than the mental health. Building this business was the hardest thing I've ever done. But I always say that because I don't want people to think I went from my job to where we are today. There was there was a lot of turmoil and resistance. There's a, there's a lot of in-between there for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Most of it is the in-between. Right? Sure, most no, of every absolutely. story is the in-between. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of very important things there that, that you said. And I, I think people really need to understand, Kevin, that just because you have a goal, you know, mm -hmm. you talked about your goal and actually reaching your goal, but still not feeling like it, it had purpose. Not, you didn't, you didn't feel like you were being fulfilled in a real and meaningful way, even though you met that goal that you had for yourself. And and I think a lot of times people don't realize that just because you have a goal doesn't necessarily mean that goal is the prize or that that goal is is where you need to go in life. Yeah. You know, it's great to accomplish something, obviously. I mean, every time as a human being, we accomplish something we set out to accomplish. We, we can feel, feel a sense of, of purpose in that, but it may not be the purpose that you need to feel totally fulfilled in life. And, and I think that, that that's a prime example. Mm -hmm. You were killing it. You were making all this money. You had people looking up to you. 
and yet you still did not feel that you had this this purpose you you did not feel that there was true meaning in who you were and it got to the point where you were you were actually contemplating taking your life so mm. people need to find that purpose they need to have that purpose and and talk to me about i, I mean i know yours has manifested itself in in the next level university and and the different uh, different coaching things and the speaking that you do kevin but talk to me about the actual things that make that happen, the habits, the consistency, what needs to happen for a purpose or for a person to find their purpose and, and, and not only just find it, but actually fulfill it. Yeah. I think one of the most important habits when it comes to understanding anything you're going to be doing in the future is reflecting on your past. The, the reason I believe so many of us don't understand what we want to do with our lives is because we're running from the things that we're supposed to be doing. I believe that your purpose probably comes from some sort of pain. It probably comes from some sort of trauma. It probably comes from something that you've overcome that you want to help other people overcome in some way, shape, or form. And one of our mentors says that. He says, your purpose comes from your deepest pain. Evan Carmichael said that. That's where I first heard it. And it starts to make sense when you think about it, Right. I think what happens for a lot of people is they have this idea of, I think my purpose is to help blank thing in blank way. But when it, when it becomes unrealistic is when they say, well, I don't know what the vehicle is, right? For me, I've always wanted to help. I, I remember doing baseball camps when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I loved doing baseball camps. I loved coaching little kids. I remember I used, I used to do extra coaching with kids. I remember when I started leaning into quote unquote self-improvement, I used to coach people through my Snapchat. I remember I used to coach people after I dated them, they would find a new partner and I would literally coach them on the relationship. And <laughs> it's weird. I know that's probably it's, a, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> it's a, it's a conflict of interest probably, but it, for me, it was like, I want you to reach out if you need help. I don't care that we used to date and it didn't work out. I want it to work sure. out for you now, right? Like that's that's the kind of person I want to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's nice. But, right? Cool. I, I like to think so. But again, who knows? I mean, again, conflict of interest, 100%. But I'm, I'm proud to I'm proud to do it because I I think for me, I've always wanted to help people avoid the pains that I've I've dealt with. You know, that's that's really, you know, the D-Rate the Eight podcast, obviously some some of the stuff that we do is, is geared towards you know helping people see through their differences and, and bringing people together and, and the unity. But it, it's also really about helping people understand that by bettering their own lives and mm. bettering uh, by bettering themselves, they're going to better the world around them. Yeah. So you know when you when you talk about just helping people and you talk about it being maybe a conflict of interest because it's somebody that you used to date. There's still another, I mean, they're still a human being. They're still a person. You obviously saw something in them to date them in the first place. So to be able to help them fulfill whatever purpose they may be looking for, whether it be in a relationship or being a job or, or be just finding their purpose in life or whatever. I mean, it's a very commendable thing. I mean, I it, like I said, it's just helping another human being. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's awesome. I saw, you. you know, my hat's off to you for that, for sure. I appreciate it. I, I know I've been on other shows and somebody said, like, and it's a joke. It's funny. They're like, yeah, isn't that a little bit of a conflict of interest? And I said, yeah, it might be. But you have to understand me. That's just that's just who I am. Hey, and it's I, just helping people. Just helping people. And I think it to your to your original question, one of the habits you have to have is you have to reflect on what have you always liked to do? 
what have you been doing for the longest time? What brings you joy? When do you lose track of time? I will lose track of time in this and I will just keep going. And eventually you'll say, Hey, we're done. It's like, all right, perfect. Cool. Let's, <laughs> let's stop. Then you have to reflect. I believe that so many of us think that our purposes and our missions are out in the future. When in reality, most of them are rooted in our past and we just haven't allowed them to grow yet. So I would say the number one habit, if you want to find your purpose is to reflect, it's to get familiar with yourself. You have to understand yourself at the deepest layer to understand what your true purpose is. And again, it's very hard to do that in real time. And the reason I'm so big on that is because now that I am a podcaster who coaches people and an entrepreneur, I look back and I say, oh, I remember when I was a truck driver, I used to listen to the radio and say, wow, imagine if you could talk into a microphone for four hours a day and that was your job. Interesting. Okay. Now I do that. I remember having those conversations of, well, what if I could just be my own boss? All right, cool. Now I am that. But all of that is in the past. That was all in the past for me. So yeah, the number one habit is reflection. And then the, the, the rest of the habits really are, you have to instill and you have to practice instilling belief in yourself. A lot of people have this idea of, I want to do this thing, but I don't believe it's possible for me. We got to get you doing things every day that you're a little bit uncomfortable with. I really think that's the key to life. That's the key to growth. That's the key to contribution. You can only grow to the level that you're creating resistance in your life, and you can only contribute to the level of mastery that you have in your life. If you're not really good at something, it's hard to contribute at that something. Mm -hmm. So the habits that I would say are, you have to make sure that you're improving your life when it comes to health, when it comes to wealth, and when it comes to love. So health is you pouring into your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health every day. Wealth is you learning a new skill, practicing a new skill, creating awareness around how to make more money, how to save money, how to invest money, whatever it is. And then love is self-love and then the love of the others around you. If you can do that, health, wealth, and love, your life is going to be better. You will be more fulfilled. You will be more purpose-driven. And I believe that you'll be ultimately, quote unquote, happier. Yeah, you'll be happier. You'll, 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 you know, you talked about making contributions. You're going to make a, a better contribution to the world around you. In turn, it's going to make a better world. And yeah, absolutely. You, you, you do have to uh, focus on yourself because, yeah, you cannot be something for somebody else if you're not first that, that thing for yourself. Yeah. You can't, you can't contribute positively if you're not positive yourself. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's, that's very important. So talk to me about, uh, Kevin, let's talk about your, your next level university. What is it? You, you've talked about how you, how you do this coaching, you, you give speeches, you do your podcast. Talk to me. What is it that, that you and, and your partner, Alan, uh, are doing with Next Level University and, and how is it helping people? What is it that you actually do? Yeah, it's a great question. At the, I guess at the simplest form, what we're doing is we're helping people change their identity because there's a lot of how to do blank, how to get in better shape, how to make more money, how to attract your dream partner. There's a lot of how to, but so much of the how to starts with who you are. So the thing that we're doing in the simplest form is we're helping people understand their current identity and then shift their identity into one that's aligned with who they want to become. 
And we do that in so many different ways. But yeah, Next Level University starts as a podcast. We do seven episodes a week, self-improvement in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet for free. That's our that's our motto. And the way we have our business set up is no matter what your self-improvement set point is or your financial set point, there is somewhere in our business for you. So we help people by getting them to understand that their identity might not be the one that they want. And it most likely isn't the one that they need to get the life that they're working towards. And that's really it in a nutshell. There's a lot of ways we do it, but at the end of the day, it's really no matter where you are in your journey, we want to make sure that there's a place for you. You might not have enough money for a coach. Cool. We have free course or we have the podcast or we have a Facebook group. You Mm -hmm. might want to hire a coach. All right, cool. We have that. You might want help with other stuff. All right, we have that too. But at the end of the day, I think it's about putting the the right person in the right place for the results that they want ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there, Kevin, that are just, uh, just a drift, like a ship without a rudder. They, they mm-hmm. don't know where they're going. They don't know what they want. They don't even know what questions to ask. They feel like they have no purpose. They feel like they, they, there's no meaning in their life. So if somebody comes to you and just says, Kevin, I'm a mess. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I love. I don't know what I hate. I don't know anything about me. Where do I start? How do I find myself? I usually sit down with them and I say, all right, cool. Let's, let's talk about what your identity is today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And you can get a really good understanding of somebody when they say, I'm the type of person, I'm the type of person. You start to see, okay, I'm the type of person that lets myself down often. Okay. I'm the type of person who gets judged a lot, okay? And you can start to see that your identity is one of the reasons you're holding yourself back. Now, I understand that a lot of our identity is based on the results we're getting from the outside world, but you have there has to be some sort of break where you say, okay, well, this identity isn't serving me anymore. Let's try to change that. Okay, what is the new identity you want to adopt? I want to be more confident. All right, what would that look like? And then, you know, you go through the list. What it really is, is it's it's becoming aware of currently what is. Then it's giving tactics to use with this new awareness to achieve the result. So it's very much, I try to help them figure out what is the, the least scary thing you can do to start shifting your identity. And just as an example, if you're a speaker and you want to become a speaker or a podcast or whatever, that's the new identity you want to adopt. You don't give a speech in front of 5,000 people as your first test of your identity. You record a video on your phone and you don't show anybody. And then you record another video and you show a friend. And then maybe you send it to your coach or whatever it may be. It really is that. It's the understanding of, okay, number one, it's okay to be where you are today. It's not the end of the world. doesn't mean anything bad about you. This is where you are. That's okay. We all start somewhere. Number two, let me give you the actual permission that so many of us need to pour into yourself. Number three. This is what I see from my perspective. Number four, these are the things I would do to help you start shifting your identity, start cultivating some belief in yourself and start to get some some new results. So I think humans do this interesting thing where we look at the most recent and relevant proof. So if I did a podcast right before this and it was terrible, I would be probably afraid. I'd probably look back and say, well, my most recent and relevant proof is that I suck at podcasting. I hope this goes better than that. If you can start to stack small wins and you can look back and say, well, that last speech I did into my phone went really well. I'm sure this one will go well too. 
that's how you start to build belief. So yeah, it starts from a place of asking questions. I think questions are the most the most important teacher in the world if you can answer them correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the importance of baby steps, I, I think that's that's very important because I think what a lot of people do is they set themselves up with real unrealistic goals. Yeah. Uh, they set themselves up for failure by trying to accomplish something. Uh, first of all, it's just like another conversation I, I recently had with uh, a gentleman named Colin C. Thompson. Uh, you know, you can't just run, just, just decide today you're going to go out and run a marathon. It, it's just, you, you have to start, uh, start small. You, you have to train and, and, and in that training, uh, you're not going to, um, just start off doing the same things that world-class athletes do. You, you need to start small. You need to, to, to start, you know, small weights, small reps, small things like that, and build yourself up to, uh, thing. So if you're a person that struggles with your own identity, if you're a person that that does not have uh, that self-confidence, they, they, you don't have that ability to get up there and speak in front of people. I, I think you're right. I, I think it makes a lot of sense to, you know, do a, a, a small recording on your phone and then watch it back. Mm-hmm. Try to say, OK, this is something that I could have done differently. Uh, am I, you know, am I saying too many ums? Am I saying too many buts? Am I, am I doing different things? And, and really give yourself an honest critique of who you are, no matter what it is. I, you know, it doesn't have to be the speaking uh, analogy or, or whatever, but whatever it is, just be honest with yourself and try to improve small things and, and, and don't try to run that marathon right off the bat. Cause then you're just set, setting yourself up for failure. And a lot of times you'll end up further behind than you started. Yeah. And you gotta be, and this is the interesting thing. I think for most people, they should only be the level of honest with themselves that they can handle while keep moving forward. So all I mean by that is if you've never recorded a speech, don't beat yourself up. Right. You got to focus on the wins first. The win is the fact that you recorded the speech. Everything else is, Yes, it's room for improvement where if you've done 1500 podcast episodes, yes, you should say, I said, um, three times. I should not say, um, I know better. Your, the, the standards that you have for yourself, I think are directly connected to the level of self-worth and self-belief you have. So make sure you don't have unrealistic standards for where you are. And then make sure when you do get to your, your quote unquote own place of greatness, your standards are also in alignment with that because that's the only way to get better. Sustainability. Number one, is what you're doing sustainable to start? Okay, cool. Number two, now we have to do it consistently. Number three, how do we make sure that we're improving? So sustainability, consistency, improvement. That's the key to success over the long run. Absolutely. Sustainability, consistency, and improvement. That's, yeah. If you follow that model, Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to go places yeah, for sure. and, and you're going to go forward. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's a guarantee sustainability, consistency, and improvement. I like it a lot, Kevin. That's uh that's great invite, uh, great advice. So what is the next level, Kevin? What, uh, what's next for you? What are you, uh, what's, what's the big thing, next big thing coming up for, uh, Kevin Palmieri and, and the, uh, the next level podcast, um, next level university. What's the next thing for you? I feel like this is the least, the, I don't know. It's like the worst answer ever because there's not a lot to it, but it's, it's more of what we're doing, but better really. I mean, 
unless somebody comes out with another day of the week, if they do, we'll do another podcast episode, but it's, it's locking down doing seven episodes a week. It's me going out and doing a bunch of other shows to, to impact as many people as possible. It's us getting more clients so we can bring in more revenue into the business, thus helping more people. And it's just us getting better. So it really is everything that we're doing now, just more exponential with a higher level of impact. I would say the next exciting thing is we have, we're doing a retreat next year. So we're in the works right now for doing a retreat. We've never done one. We're excited to see what what will come of that. We've been to some, so it's a good opportunity to, to, to impact at a deeper level. That's something exciting. But other than that, it's just, yeah, show up, add value, and help. That's really the, the goal. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and the reason I asked is because I, I just want people to know that you know, you're killing it right now. Seven episodes a week. You're helping tons of people better their lives, but mm-hmm. there's always room for improvement and you're continuously improving. Of course. And, and I, and that's what I like so much about, you know, just, the, just the concept of next level and, and just, just that continuous improvement, knowing that, that, Hey, I'm doing great today, but I can do better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's just, there's always room in all of our lives for continuous improvement. There's there's always something that we can do better as long as we're honest with ourselves and and just very intentional, uh, you know, good habits, realistic goals, doing the right thing and, and just being a just being a better person and, and just just doing it. And and I, I love what you're doing with next Thank level. You. Kevin, it's awesome. I really appreciate uh you know, having this conversation, the fact that we, you know, got to know each other a little bit more here on the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I, I certainly hope we can do some things, more collaboration in the future, because it really is about bettering the world, one attitude at a time, bettering lives, helping people better their lives to better the world around us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're all here to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. I'm glad the missions are aligned and I appreciate all the kind words. You said this in the beginning. I don't know if we were on the air, if it was before you said you have a pretty successful podcast, huh? And I said, we got a lot of episodes. I don't know if that means we're successful or if I'm good, but we got a lot of episodes because we just want to add value. So I appreciate the kind words. They, they mean a lot. Well, there is no doubt. Kevin hit the nail on the head. Our missions are aligned and what they are doing over there at Next Level University is providing great value helping people better their lives, in turn, bettering the world in which we live, and I am so grateful for it. Be sure to check out the show notes so that you can find out all the ways to find out and learn more about Kevin Palmieri and Next Level University. Friends, if there's anything in this episode that provided exceptional value to you, please make sure to hit that share button. Share it with your friends, share it far and wide, and of course, if you haven't done so already, Be sure to subscribe right from our website so you can get the D-Rate the Hate podcast sent to your email inbox every week. So this is Wilk wrapping up for the week saying get out there. Be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything that you've got. And remember, it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. If there is something that you would like to share with me, you can catch me on most social media platforms or you can email me directly, wilk at wilksworld.com. With that, my friends, I am going to back on out of here, and we will catch you next week. Take care.